When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. Best damn movie related show here on the internet. This is your host, as always, for Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGora. This is actually my Riding with John episode. This is episode 62 of the Movie Lovers Unite podcast. And I just want to say it's an honor and a privilege for you guys to make it part of your day to tune me in and be on the go, whether you're working or you're at work or at work, or if you're just going off for a little joy ride, or if you're going on a road trip, I'm glad that you've made this part of your day. So as everybody knows that Todd Phillips is going to be directing another Joker movie. But here's the thing. I'm going to actually put a question mark by that. Because Comic Book Resources actually said that he's not in talks or anything like that. That this Joker sequel is actually going to be happening. But I actually believe Variety, Hollywood Reporter, and ComingSoon.net, all those places are actually saying that he's in talks to direct a Joker movie. And matter of fact, I'm going to believe those websites over comic book resources because comic book resources in a way is kind of like, it's actually kind of like we got this covered if you think about it. But anyways, I'm not going to get into we got this covered. But let me just go ahead and say this. WB has to be on top of, on top of their seats right now. Jumping up and down, popping bottles and everything. Just like Little Wayne says, and you know, they have to be really excited at, at the fact this movie made a billion dollars on a $62 million budget, and Todd Phillips is also the king of making smaller movies like that, if you look at the Hangover movie and everything, that movie made some good money during that time period, and to have a director like Todd Phillips to direct this type of movie is really good. And I know they would want to capitalize on the fact of with the whole billion dollars. And while people are still talking about the Joker, I know for a fact that they would want to actually capitalize on that. I know they wouldn't want to just let this thing rest for over a period of time. I believe that in the next couple of weeks or in the next couple of months, we're actually going to see where there might be another script being developed for another Joker movie for a sequel. And here's the thing. This is probably going to be a Christopher Nolan type of style whenever you think about it because he is actually using realism with his Joker, but he's also using a lot of other elements too besides realism. He's using the whole entire thing of mental health. He's using every, all those elements. So I wouldn't be surprised if we actually get like a scarecrow a scarecrow villain in this universe the only thing is i'm tired of rehashes of the same character over and over again i'd much rather see something different rather than seem see the same old thing over and over again and i don't know how they would do a clay face in that kind of universe or anything like that i don't know how they would actually do some of the other characters but i would think that they would actually be able to do something that's within that whole entire element they're using and I think that they're going to be crazy enough not to make a sequel out of this. I know Marcel Stacey's company said that they weren't interested in that and making a sequel to this Joker movie. But that was before this whole entire thing made some bank and everything and destroyed the whole entire box office as we know it as a whole during October and even during this month. 
And like I said, I saw this movie twice. I really loved it. Every single time when you go and see this movie, you get a different viewing of experience. I know some people didn't like the Joker or anything like that, but guess what? You're only one in a million people or two in a million people that didn't like the Joker movie, opposed to us who are in the major majority of the people that love this Joker movie and what Joaquin Phoenix has done with this whole entire performance and the way he was able to deliver the Joker. And despite the controversy that was surrounding it and everything, it'd be all the odds and everything. And that's what I love about that is the fact that despite the people that were protesting against this movie, despite the fact that you actually had this gummy worm of a Oscar judge that didn't want to even think about judging this movie because of the violent content that was in the movie. But here's the thing. You guys viewed 12 Years a Slave, which is actually a violent type of movie set back in those that era. And I don't get the concept of, oh, I'm not going to judge this movie. It's your job to judge the movie. How else are you going to end up judging other movies so that way we can see what movies are going to be on top of the Joker? I just don't get that concept. I think it's just la laziness among the judges. If you don't want to be a judge, just let somebody else be the judge for that matter. But it's your freaking job to judge a certain movie for what it is. It's your job to watch other movies so that way you can critique what other movies are like and everything so that way it, it can be judged properly. For you to say, I'm not going to judge it because it's based off of the violent content that's in it. And get this, I've seen worse movies than The Joker for it actually to say, oh, the graphic violence was really bad. I've seen worse movies than that and everything. And to me, that's just, my, to me, this Joker movie, If I'm just going to be honest. I just figured it was just mild violence compared to what I normally see on TV. When you look at Sons of Anarchy, when you look at other elements of what's out there, there's worse movies, there's worse TV shows than watching this particular movie. And I think Joaquin Phoenix knocked it out of the park. I feel like that Warner Brothers should be proud of themselves and pour champagne all over themselves. Even get a little bit of sweaty and put some Gatorade on them because of the fact that they knocked this movie out of the park. And the fact that they knocked this out of the park when everybody was against it. And I'm going to be honest with you about this too. I was even iffy on this movie. And get this, the, all my doubts, once I saw this movie, all my doubts, everything else w were wiped away, not only that, but the trailers actually sold me on going to see this movie, and I'm going to be honest too, the set photo, uh, the very first set photo I saw, Walking Phoenix as the Joker was unsettling for me, I just didn't like the makeup itself, but then I started letting it mandarin a little bit, better, you know what I'm saying, but I had to let it go on ahead and let it sit over time and let myself process what, on the direction that they're going on and the more I processed it the more I thought about it and everything I perfect I, I loved the direction that they were actually going in I didn't have I didn't have any more doubt in my mind that Joaquin Phoenix wouldn't knock this out of the park because I think Joaquin Phoenix is a good actor despite some people might say about the fact that you don't go and look at his own work but heck even Andrew, Andrew Lincoln from The Walking Dead don't, doesn't even look at his own work because he's afraid of the fact that he's going to judge his own self because sometimes we are our own worst critics when we're judging certain things. So I can actually understand why Joaquin Phoenix during that time wouldn't want to judge his own work because of the fact that he would be too hard on himself. But I think that Joaquin Phoenix is a great actor. Look what he did with Walk the Line. Look what he did with uh, a couple of other movies that he's done. I even liked him on Ladder 49. 
and everything. I thought he did a phenomenal job with that. I didn't like the village, but still, that's a story for another day. But as an actor, I liked him. I liked what he did. Jazzy Beats was really good in the Joker movie for the time being that she was in there. But, and then Robert De Niro's part was really good. Everybody made such a big deal about Robert De Niro and everything about, oh, I'm not going to go see this because Robert De Niro's in it. And he's talking crap about politics and everything else. Screw all that. Really? I said, look, everybody has their own opinions. Everybody has an asshole. And, and guess what? Every asshole has an opinion. And you know what? So happens to be, he stated his opinion and that's it. Don't let politics get in the way of you trying to enjoy a certain movie. Because that's never been my case. I'll never talk about politics on here because it is one of those things where people like to twist certain things around to where to where it, you go for the certain party or whatever. I don't get down with that. My job is to give you a good entertainment show away from politics, away from all that other stuff. But anyways, back to this. For people to say that they're protesting against it or not going to go or boycotting it because of Robert De Niro's opinion is stupid. Because Robert De Niro wasn't even in there that long to actually, for you to actually complain about it or anything like that. So I feel like that this was actually a pretty good movie. I think that Robert De Niro did a good job as playing a Johnny Carson type of character for that type of setting. I think they did a really good job bringing that aspect into it. So that's my thoughts on Todd Phillips coming back or rumored to come back to direct another Joker movie and like I said Warner Brothers good job I'm happy for y'all you did everything that you did right the advertising and everything else was really good and you couldn't go the PR department was really good with this movie um, trying to sell this movie to people as well so kudos for you guys I'm glad that this movie might be getting a sequel we're just gonna have to check and see later on and see if this thing is actually going to happen or not or whatever but anyways let's go on here and talk about something else now that i found out from sen uh podcast now and if you guys don't know what sen podcast is or anything like that i follow like collider live schmo schmoes no stuff like that christian harloff actually made a good point yesterday and you know i actually found something out while watching the show because it's not even this is not even public yet or anything like that and back in 1948 or 46 I want to say back in those days studio movie studios were able to actually purchase movie theaters and then they found out later on uh, the studios found out later on that hey it's not a good idea to go ahead and buy certain movies uh, movie theaters for your own studio so they put a cap on it they decided it wasn't a good idea and now here we are a couple of years later people are not buying tickets the way they used to for movies or anything like that anymore it's actually harder to get your movies out there especially streaming services when now you have disney plus now pretty soon you're going to have that hbo max where you have cinemax and hbo combined you also have other streaming services coming to surface now Ever since Netflix was that juggernaut, now it's going to be stripped away pretty much because now you have Disney and now even Disney owns part of Hulu, which they actually owned at one time 30%. Now they actually took uh, Fox over because Fox actually owned 30%. Now they own 60% of Hulu. But anyways, I think that this is actually not a good move for movie studios to go ahead and buy out movie theaters because of the fact that you want your movie being played at a certain movie at a certain theater 
I don't like that idea. And not only that, but get this. Speaking of Disney, there's actually a report saying that Disney and Amazon are the ones who wants to buy certain movie theaters so that they can show their own movies. And here's the thing. Disney already owns a crap load of stuff. Disney doesn't need the money at all. They're a billion or trillion dollar company that has another company within Disney, which is Fox. So you don't need another stupid studio buying out a movie theater like that. Now, here's my thing, though. But this actually can open up the doors for Netflix to be able to have their original movies shown at certain theaters. And that could also give the running for Academy Award winning nominations for their independent film projects if Netflix chose to do so which I think that if they see Disney trying to buy certain movie theaters or if they see Amazon trying to buy out certain movie theaters I think that Netflix would actually come out to play and they would want to do that because Steven Spielberg made this very clear before that Netflix films will never win an Academy Award based movie because they would never be in a movie theater there's a loophole now there's a loophole and the loophole is this. If Netflix decides to go ahead and buy a movie theater and they play their movie at that movie theater during the time of whenever people are, when judges are actually looking at the Academy Awards and if it's actually one of those biopics or anything like that, that's actually one of those movies that could actually get nominated. Yeah, I could definitely see Netflix actually doing that. And... You know, I think that they would be crazy not to want to capitalize on that aspect. But here's the thing. I don't want to see Disney do this. I would much rather see Netflix or, or HBO Max or any, any studio or Amazon do this. Because they're also a big, huge company itself and stuff like that. And I'd much rather see those companies try and buy certain... Um, movie theater chains and stuff like that than I would Disney because that stupid mouse owns just about everything that you actually see and I'd rather see those companies succeed and those companies grow even more than I would Disney and what I love about Netflix is the diversity that they actually show in their original film uh, films or their original TV shows and I forgot to mention this like on Daybreak and everything, I, matter of fact I was actually going to do this for my what it was like to be a geek in the 90s or whatever, but I might actually break that into for this episode. But what I liked about this whole entire thing with the Daybreak, you have this black character who's gay, and he's also a geek, he's also a nerd, and get this, for someone that's black and that kind of culture, people look down on him because of the fact that, number one, he's gay, but on top of that, he's also a nerd and a geek. And in that kind of setting and everything, people look down on him because of that and stuff like that. And to me, that kind of stuff, you need to actually be able to notice and everything because it's a huge thing because nobody ever thinks that thinks about stuff like that. And it made my eyes wide open with that because I'd never realized how tough it was for someone that's black to actually be gay and also be a nerd at the same time and how much hate that he would actually get for being who he is I never thought that that was mind-boggling to me in a way because I never knew that but same thing here with growing up in the 90s and everything I'm a big nerd I'm a big geek I'm a big sweaty nerd 
because I'm into the comic books. I'm into Magic the Gathering during that time, tabletop games. D&D, I'm still into that stuff in a way, even though I sold my Magic cards, but still, being a nerd, being in the 90s and early 2000s and everything, you weren't, people weren't going to let you embrace the fact on who you are or anything as a person because of what you like. And now it's this whole entire thing where people are actually happy that you're a nerd, that you're a geek, that you actually have uh, something to actually talk to someone about because there's actually people within that community now that actually appreciates comics. They actually appreciate sci-fi and fantasy and stuff like that. They appreciate anime. They appreciate all this other stuff that we never, that never existed back in the 90s that would have actually been appreciated now. And that's actually something neat that I never thought would actually happen where you actually have people actually getting along in a certain sense where the, the fandoms are actually, getting, are actually getting a little bit better during that time, during this time. Despite the fact that you have the whole Marvel, DC, or Star Wars battles and everything, which is totally stupid. But as for being a geek in your own right, man... It, there's just so many, so much stuff now that you can actually be a part of that we didn't, that I didn't get to be a part of, and I wouldn't be able to geek out about or anything like that because I was afraid that I would be bullied and everything. And now it's totally different. So I think I would have actually, if I'm looking back on it now, I think I'll be a geek and being popular is pretty cool. And I never thought that that would actually happen. But anyways. I know I got kind of sidetracked with the whole entire thing. But what I'm trying to say is, too, I feel like that they need to go on ahead with this whole entire studio thing and just forget about it in a way, unless you're going to let Netflix or Amazon go on ahead and try and buy a couple of studios and stuff like that. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I really don't want that mouse oh boy, to go on ahead and buy out any more any more companies or anything like that. Otherwise, I feel like they're monopolizing if they go ahead and buy out certain studio, uh, certain movie theater chains and stuff like that. I really don't like that idea. But that's just me. That's just how I'm looking at it. I would like to know what you guys think about that and what you guys think about Todd Phillips might be coming back as the Joker. And then, I also want to get into the fact, too, that there's been a lot of letdowns as far as movies goes, as far as I've seen. And I'm going to get to that later on. I'm not going to talk about it now. I'm probably going to talk about it on the 1st of December because I'm going to be making my best and not worst list, but disappointed list because I have a couple of movies that have disappointed me during the time. But another thing I want to touch base on real quick, and I should have mentioned this before, whenever I was talking about uh, Netflix, Steven Spielberg talking about Netflix, about how those movies would never be nominated or anything like that. Irishman has uh, Martin Scorsese's uh, The Irishman, which stars Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, and you also have Joe Pesci, who came out of retirement for this film. But that film now has a chance of actually being nominated because of the fact that it's released for a limited time in certain theaters, and especially in independent film festivals and stuff like that. So it actually has a chance at being at actually being nominated for an Academy Award movie. I, I, I'm hoping that it actually does win, but there's always a chance that, you know, it's just like being in the World Series and everything and trying to be the best team possible. And there's always someone, there's always someone that's actually going to top 
you no matter what. So it's just all about finding the right place, finding the right film, and hopefully the judges will actually choose right on whatever they want. But I'm also hoping too that the Joker movie will actually be nominated, especially for that performance, like I said, with Joaquin Phoenix. But I'm also hoping that here's the thing. Forget about being saying hoping, but here's the thing. Everybody was all all excited because RDJ might be nominated for an Academy Award winning for Avengers Endgame. And then you also have a couple of other people that might be also being nominated for Avengers Endgame. And here's my thought process is this. I love Avengers. I love the Avengers Endgame. But never in my mind did I ever think, huh, maybe they this film should be nominated for Best Picture or being nominated for uh, Best Actor or Best Actress or Best uh, Person Starring Next to the Next Person, Best Supporting Actor or Actress. I never thought of the Avengers actually being a top nominated film. I just don't. I just don't see it and everything. That's just me. I just don't see them actually nominating that movie. But, hey, if it happens... That's great. If they win, that's great, too. That's a, another win for us comic book sweaties, as I like to call it. The great John Schnepp used to say. But I'm just going to call it what it is. I don't see Endgame actually beating out some of this big competition. And not only that, but I'm also going to talk about this. Shia LaBeouf is even making a big comeback now, when you think about it. Because he was in that Peanut Butter Falcon movie, which I heard was really good. I'm actually going to try and watch it and do a review on it. But from what I heard, he knocked it out of the park. But he always knocks knocks his performances out of the park and everything. He never disappoints. He's always right on target. He does a little bit of extreme stuff that I really never liked. As a matter of fact, I even called him Shia La Douche or Shia La Boots. But that never took away from his, his acting abilities. Because he's a great actor. He was just a douchebag of a person at that time. But now he's played in a two... He played in The Peanut Butter Falcon and one other movie that looks really good for a great nomination. As a matter of fact, I'm going to have to go through IMDb to look at that later on. But the whole entire fact is Shia LaBeouf is actually a good actor. I liked him in Fury. I liked him in a couple of other movies. He's a really good actor, but he was a crappy person during his start and rise into being an actor. Especially whenever he was trying to take somebody else's art away from that person and trying to claim it as his own, which is something I don't agree on. I would never steal from somebody else. And to see somebody else do that that's actually famous and trying to take away from that person is wrong. But Shia is back. He's, I believe that this is actually going to be a more sane uh, Shia LaBeouf and a big comeback for him. And I'm hoping for a good comeback for Shia. Because he actually does deserve a big comeback after everything that he's been doing with these movies. But anyways, that's all I have for right now. But I might end up doing another video, well, another podcast later on. But tell me what you guys think about this podcast and everything. I'm kind of curious. This is actually a pretty longer episode, a little bit more drawn out than what I normally do whenever I'm doing a Rotting uh, with John episode. Because I actually had to go somewhere. So... Normally, I'm, I'm usually driving, going to work, and stuff like that. So, just let me know what you guys think. And then tomorrow, too, I forgot to mention this. Um, 
I'm going to be interviewing a guy named Zach Sawyer. Zach Sawyer is actually in a rock band, a little a little local rock, rock band called Wildfire. And I actually got to see them about two, well, I saw them twice. I saw them over at Crest Live, which is this little club that used to used to be open and everything, but they closed it down. But they put on a really good show. I really enjoy um, their music and only that, but all, I believe they are also a big, huge comic book sweaty as well, especially whenever you look at their song Villain, which actually has the Joker for their lyrics and stuff like that. For the, It's like watching a comic book page turn when you're watching that video. Well, I'm going to probably put that in the notes as well so that way you guys can actually enjoy some rock music. And I'm also going to check and see if he can send me in some new material that he's been working on and stuff like that because I know they're back in the studio again and they're actually recording. So I'm hoping that I get something like that for tomorrow for tomorrow's podcast. But anyways, as always, I hope that you guys like the show and until next time.